All right, hello everybody and welcome to episode 68 of uh, Absolute Scenes. I'm joined by Billy. Um, he's not been paid to be here. He's uh, We haven't prepared the questions beforehand. Um, he's just here to share his story. He's just here to tell us how his family's been treating him and, uh, you know, just air any dirty laundry that he really wants to keep private in this public forum. Billy, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good, thanks, Tom. I'm presuming that was your impression of uh, Oprah. Oprah have... Winfrey. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen the uh, the um, the the interview, if it, mm. if you if you can call it that. But I, I've obviously heard the, uh, the 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 fallings out as a result of it, um, with uh, one very controversial member of GMB <laughs> being sacked. Um, and things like that, but I well, I haven't got anything to say because, like, I have no idea what what's going on. Yeah, um, well, I I'm very, uh, I've, I've 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 got very little opinion either way on it. I yeah. think you know, obviously, it's terrible. If well, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that there's racism within that family because. Um, you know, the Duke of Edinburgh is very openly racist at times, but now he's incapacitated. He can't. He can't do that. But um, yeah, I think it's just, the only thing that I would say about it is that she's uh, Meghan Markle has made this decision to come out of the spotlight and to come out of the. She doesn't like the media attention that she was getting as a member of the royal family, and then has gone on to have a Netflix series and a podcast and this huge interview with. Oprah, that's you know, opening various cans of worms. I just think it's a little bit hypocritical, but yeah, I think that's all that I have to say. I think, yeah, I think that. that's the only thing that I'd like to say. You know, is I think a lot of people online have been sharing because Caroline Flack died not long. I mm. think it was the anniversary of that. A year ago, saying, yeah. The, Everyone was saying, oh, she never, you know, she should have spoke out and said something, da, da, da. And now that Meghan Markle has done that, the media flipped it the other way around and gone, <laughs> well, why is, she, why is she saying? So I think it's a good thing that, you know, if she, you know, if she has been suicidal, having suicidal thoughts or any thoughts in regards mm. to, you know, mental health, it's good that she's come out and said something about it. And now she can get the help that she needs, um, you know, to help support that. But anyway, Tom, enough on that topic. I think it's probably one we quickly move on from. I wanted to talk, Tom. I We actually, normally we talk off air and I've just realised we've started recording and we haven't actually spoke about what we're going to talk about today. So, Oh, Billy, it's the, it'll be the same old rubbish. Same I mean, rubbish. Features. Also, but the one thing I wanted to start with, Tom, was mm. I think I was on, was it Friday night or maybe even Saturday night? You text me. Oh, yeah. Can you remember? Can, uh, so Tom, 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 obviously took took uh, my recommendation or took what we were speaking about last week and probably did something for the very first time. So I'm hoping it was on your list, Tom, of things to do before you're 30, because we could have ticked that off now. Uh, he's quickly, Tom, for those of you listening, uh, Tom's quickly writing uh, the it down onto his list so he can tick it off. Um, <laughs> Tom, what, what what did you do on this weekend? So uh, was it Saturday night? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I think it was. So we I can't remember what we'd finished watching, but we'd finished watching something, and we I put Sky Sports on, and, and I think it was probably on main event, and it was um, some basketball. It was the Boston Celtics playing against someone else, and uh, 
It was. <laughs> it was like I thought. I mean, I have I have watched basketball before. Like it's in the Olympics, isn't it? Or certainly in the Commonwealth yeah. Games. It's and it it's just I don't find it entertaining because every play ends with a goal, ends with a point, and, and it's quite funny and that I, you mentioned that. I can appreciate because, that, like probably well, towards the end of games, that there, you know, it, it will hinge on one basket or a, or a three pointer or something. That's that's fine, but make the games thirty seconds long then, because then yeah. it's <laughs> entertaining. Well, it was funny because that the argument that you've said there about there being too many baskets hmm. is the argument that some non-footballing fans use against. Football, as in it's well, the opposite. Not there's not enough. So there's always, isn't there, that they need more mm. goals and things. It's not entertaining enough because there's only ever one goal, or there'll be a, well, in fact, they can't be a draw in basketball because they'll go into overtime mm. um, and things like that. But it's like it is one of those sports where the first three quarters of the game are more about managing the game to stay yeah. within touching distance, and then the fourth quarter, then it's all gung-ho and we'll try and score but i'm surprised mm. that you forgot the other name because i was about to ask your prediction whilst you were watching because it was the toronto raptors so you had the celtics who um have a leprechaun as their logo okay and a uh, which you could see on the, and then you've got the raptors uh the toronto raptors so i'm presuming tom well i mean i don't actually know how that game panned out so i, I so let, well there we are then tom the Let's... raptors the raptors so must have, have beaten I'll, I'll the hell out now. of the Leprechauns. Uh, Celtics v Raptors. It was the Celtics, Tom. Unfortunately, oh, uh, the Raptors have actually got a losing record this uh, this season. Um, they're actually nineteen seventeen. I think that's the record in the in the brackets underneath. But mm. the Celtics won one hundred and thirty two points to one hundred and twenty five. That's too many points. <laughs> too many points. But um, <laughs> moving on from that, Tom, um, mm. we, the last week we spoke about uh, the NBA. You had your prediction oh, for yes, the NBA yes, yes. All Star Game, and uh, who can you remember who you predicted, Tom? Oh, uh, uh, I think I remember saying one and then the other, but it was <laughs> uh, was it LeBron James that I went for? I think I think you went for LeBron James, and we were telling then people I said, to then go on. Yeah, yeah, we were telling go. people to go on bet on Durant. Mm. Whereas Tom, you've got one right. No way. LeBron James, they won uh, 170 points to 150. Obviously, it was the oh, that's even the more match. points than the previous but, one. But the rules, the rules were slightly different. If you remember for this game, it was because if the for each quarter the team won, so quarter one, whoever won that quarter, uh, the money went to charity for that team. Quarter two, the same. And mm. then the fourth quarter, they had to win by a certain margin in order to to win. And uh, LeBron's team won. Um, so that's uh, Tom's prediction. Finally good. coming true. Um, have you got another one for me for this week? Uh, I have, Tom. Uh, on, but it's slightly, it's slightly combined with something else. So it's, oh, okay. uh, it's, it's probably... You, you're not, you can't cheat now, Tom. Okay, because technically <laughs> you could cheat at this, because for, uh, there is a game on currently. I'm sure it's currently on um, between AC Milan and Man United. Oh, okay. Now, almost, I think they probably just kicked off, haven't they? I think they've just kicked off as we're recording. So, but the, the reason I bring this up, Tom, is when we were, you know, ten years ago, you know, even mm. even more than that, they were two of probably the biggest clubs 
in the world at the time. Mm -hmm. And they actually met 10 years ago uh, in the Champions League. Uh, so mm. they've obviously dropped down a competition as well mm. uh, for this game. And I was just looking through the squads and some of the names in comparison to the names which are affiliated with both clubs now are ridiculous. Can you remember, Tom? More so, I think Man United, you could be fine. I think you could probably name the Man United squad from 10 years ago. But can you yeah. remember some of the names from the AC Milan squad for 10 years ago? So this would have been after the... Uh, so they won the Champions League in 2007, didn't they, against Liverpool? Mm -hmm. um, I could probably name most of that team. But I imagine that there's probably still a few players from that era still yeah. left. Uh, I'm not sure who would have been in goal at that point. Um, let's have a think. So was this the Ronaldinho era? Yeah, so Ronaldinho was there. So probably one of so, one of the best players ever. Um, Maldini wasn't still playing, was he? Uh, Paolo Maldini. No, he's not on. The, he's not in the squad. No. So this is the so thing because my sort of because because the AC was such a big team in the early two thousands. I know that team. I can name. I can yeah, probably yeah. name you the two thousand five. Yeah, I was going to say team. that's. That, there's not. There's a quite a few from this, Tom. So that I'll. I'll no, uh, Gattu, Gattuso would have been playing, wouldn't he? Gattuso was on the bench. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, was Robinho there, or had he gone, no, had he gone to City? Uh, he, I, I don't think. I don't know if he was there, but he wasn't in the squad. So I've. I've just got the. I haven't got the. I've got his in. I've got the match day squad. I haven't got okay. the full list. So he might have been injured. Okay. Uh, okay, you're gonna have to. Ross. didn't he play for AC Milan for a bit? Uh, I think he did, but he wasn't there. So uh, you nearly had one. Uh, Clarence Seedorf. Ah, uh, okay. He was on the bench. Inzaghi was on the mm -hmm. bench. Flamini, who former Arsenal player, yeah. he was on the bench. Abate. Okay. Uh, Italian international. Mm. Abit, I think it's the goalkeeper then. Ab Abiati. Don't know how to pronounce that. Christian Abiati. Mm. Uh, Favali was on the bench as well. <laughs> and then the starting the starting team was Dida. Bonera. Oh, Dida. So Dida was the goalkeeper in the yeah. Champions League. I didn't know. So he was Dida still was still there. Bonera, Thiago Silva, Nesta, mm. Ambronesi, Antoni, Antonini, Antonini, <laughs> um, David Beckham, oh, Ronaldinho, oh, course, yeah. Pato, Alexandra Pato, Klaus-Jan uh, Hultner, and Pirlo. Oh, Pula. Yeah, okay. That was a, that's a pretty decent, you know, you can think of the players. Um, mm. United beat them up with that squad 3-2 and then they're in the it was in the group stages, I think it was. Um, mm. No, it was the knockout rounds. They beat them 4-0 in the return leg. Yeah, home. I remember that. I remember that because, um, uh, yeah. So that, was, that, that was, United that team, they, uh, 2011, did they go on to... Lose to Barcelona in the final was it in, in Wembley? Was it that that one? Uh, so that that amazing Barcelona team. It was the 2010 would have been the year. So it was in 2010 was the final. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, because it was March. March 2010 was the was the when the game was. Oh, played. was it? Okay, so that yeah. was the that was the Inter Milan winning year. Was it the Inter Milan winning year? That's when Mourinho won it, yeah. That final was on my birthday. And also, fun fact, it was the final, first final that was on a Saturday. So when they, the first year they decided to move it back to a Saturday. Okay. Uh, yes. Cool. 
So, Tom, so my, my, the prediction that I want you to, I'm not going to get you to predict the whole Europa League draw. I know I've done mm-hmm. similar things it's like that before. It's still quite a long before. way to go, isn't it? It's still quite a long way to go. And it was this, I think, that I might get you to do it in a couple of weeks, potentially because the Champions <clears throat> League will be finished as well mm. by then. Um, so what I would like, Tom, is for you to predict just the winner of this leg. Uh, of, of this the, leg, not even not, not the whole tie. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, as in the whole tie. I mean, okay. what I meant, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> um, I th- well, United haven't really got much to play for other in the domestically. Uh, I don't know if they're in the FA Cup or not still, but they're certainly quite a long way from uh, City in the Premier League. So I think it yeah. probably goes as quite high priority, not as high as it would be had they not been in the top four. I'm pretty. They, they are in. They are in the, the FA four. Cup. They are in they the are FA Cup. Tom. They're playing Leicester. Okay, I th- Oh, so it's not a not a guarantee then. So I think mm-hmm. that I think that United will probably beat AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just like, AC I'm Milan. Just like... AC Milan were in the Europa League last year, and Wolves could have drawn them uh, in the last 32 and the last 16 stage. Yeah. Uh, and as it as it panned out, it wouldn't have really mattered because we couldn't have gone to the, well, we could have gone to the last 32 game, but the thought of going to the San Siro would have been uh, amazing. I think we spoke yeah, well, about that's... it in our Madrid podcast last year. And because that was the reason I brought it up, because as well, we I was supposed to go on a sports trip as well mm. um, last year, and it would have been with two. We'd have gone to visit the San Siro as well, and they they were planning to demolish it and re you know erect this new stadium. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was one of those things. And it's well, both Milan clubs are now back at the top of um, the Serie A. Mm. You know they they've knocked well at the moment at the time of recording you enter a ten points clear of yeah. Juve, um, so you would say they've you know successfully knocked them off unless they absolutely capitulate, which my, AC have actually done. Um, they've gone down. They've just lost the last two games as I've looked. So mm. I think I think Tom, you may be you may be right there. You went for United win, didn't you? Yeah, did yeah, and uh, I watched Juventus. I watched most of Juventus against uh, Porto the other night, which was a very very entertaining game. Mm. I haven't watched much uh, European football since. Wolves got knocked out of it last summer, um, but it was like the, the Champions League does get really interesting, and particularly the yeah. second legs of games are really entertaining from this point of the year onwards. Uh, and it, it it does feel nice, and it's feel it, something that I definitely missed last year was uh, these kind of games. And t- to me, just the fact that they're on is great. Obviously, if you're yeah. a fan of the clubs and you can't go to the games, it, it's a shame. But the the intensity in those kind of games do seem to still be there. Porto. How they managed to beat Juventus the other night was amazing. So they played with yeah. 10 men for such a long time. And then Ronaldo, of all people, making a mistake to give Porto the winning goal. Yeah. And, Porto, you know, of course, Ronaldo being Portuguese, but coming from the other side of uh, yeah, so the bigger Benfica. teams. Uh, sporting Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, and then managed to hang on at the end. It was amazing. Because it, it went to extra time game. as well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So I And the commentators have started talking about penalties and they were saying, well... Probably will go to penalties. It, it looks as if Porto were playing for penalties, and then this, you know, freak of a free kick from miles out that Ronaldo just d- didn't jump for, just turned his back on and crept yeah. under the keeper. It was, uh, it was very, very good, very entertaining. And then well, like, I then know um, Juventus scored then straight away, but they had to score another one. Another one. And they I was going to say of the two, um, of the two, no, I didn't watch either because Chelsea are in the next, are in next week's uh, mm. ties legs. Um, and uh, I had parents evening last night, so by the time right. I, by the time I came, I was like, I'm I'm, I'm going to sleep. 
Um, so, um, but I know the night before, I think it was the Tuesday night, there was all the drama in the Porto Juventus tie, but also then in the Dortmund tie mm. as well. I don't know if you've seen any of that, Tom, about Haaland's, Haaland's um, there were seven minutes where VAR, Tom, our good friend, <sighs> was having a worldie. So I'll just summarise it for you, if I can remember it off the top of my head. Haaland scored a goal, which was then ruled out for a foul. But in the at the same time they were ruling out that goal, the referee looked at another in the previous phase of play, a penalty. Mm. So awarded Dortmund a penalty. <laughs> Haaland missed the penalty. Um, and then uh, they went on the attack. Did I can't remember who they were playing off the top of my head. Um, and then they had to bring it back because the keeper was off his live after oh, off his line God. and saved the penalty. So they had to retake the penalty. He scored, Haaland scored the second penalty, but then got booked for celebrating in front of the keeper um, for like an inciting, I think, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct. But what they hadn't shown and they showed later was the keeper had done the same to Haaland after saving the penalty. So even though Haaland got booked, technically you could have booked the keeper, but the referee missed it. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, it, and this was all over the space of like seven minutes that this happened. Um, so it was it was just bonkers. So that it, and then obviously the Porto game. But um, yeah. but it was the just, correct. It, it was the correct decision in the end. But they could have just let Dortmund have the in the end. You know, Dortmund still came out two 0 up. All that had changed was Haaland had a booking as a result of it. Yeah, um, it's it's really really spoiling the game. And I think they've been very very lucky. The, you know whoever it is who's in charge of in, implementing VAR that they've had mm. no fans for such a long time because it was starting to become toxic in the stadiums. I'm sure I've mentioned this before that the Wolves against Leicester game last February was really like, it started to become toxic and that yeah we're going to get hurt. People are going to start running on the pitch and stuff. They've had a year to iron these problems out with the, you know less pressure, less obvious pressure. And uh, oh, sorry, less immediate pressure from mm-hmm. fans, and they're still making terrible, terrible errors all the time. You know, we spoke about Lee Mason's on the other week. There's been other ones this week as well. Uh, Phil Foden should have definitely had a penalty against Southampton. Oh, yeah, that, was, that was ridiculous. How on earth that gets overlooked? Um, just because he doesn't throw his arms in the air and go well, goes flying. He was a hundred percent. I'm glad you brought it up, Tom, because we mm. had uh, just as well. I just looked. They play, but Dortmund were playing Sevilla. Just okay. in case anyone's screaming and shouting at me. Um, but Chelsea played... Um, who did we play now? Off the top of my head. Liv- no, it wasn't Liverpool. Who did we play? Blow my neck. Whoever we played last. Everton. Mm. We played Everton. And um, Havertz had a goal disallowed for handball. And the ball hit his arm, like, here. Which... Chelsea went on to win the game, so it didn't have a massive impact. But the previous game against Liverpool, again, didn't we still won the game? But Werner was deemed offside for this uh, part, the same that. part of his body. So a lot of Chelsea fans, well, which is it? Is it, you can't use that part because that the the new rule or the ruling is is your shirt. If it hits your shirt, you're fine. <laughs> so uh, everyone now the... just needs everyone now just yeah. needs to wear long sleeve shirts, and you can use any part of your arm. Uh, and you'll be fine. Or is it, or is it short sleeve shirts like Cameroon in two thousand and two, like a little vest? <laughs> yeah, the vest. But um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, Tom, was had you have you seen about the, what your have you wanted to get your opinion on the new 
potential change to the offside rule. I don't know if you've seen this. I, I haven't gone. So what the, I think Arsene Wenger has been accredited for coming up with the idea. I know Graham Souness has also mentioned it at some point. Oh, but okay. I, I would. I think. I think we'll go with Wenger. Um, mm. For it, and they basically how I would describe it, they want to flip it from being you're on offside if any part of your body is past the last defender to mm. be if any part of your body is in line with the defender, you are onside. Yeah. Um. So they want to, you know, almost like I would, you know, you, they flipped it around, so it would lead to more, you know, the same lead to more goals and things like yeah. that. Yeah. But there are what makes me laugh is they're saying that that would get rid of the having to draw the lines. No, it wouldn't. It would just make it even more complicated. I'm all for it. It's a, I think it's a good idea because um, it's, it, yeah, like you said, it would lead to more goals. And that's at the moment, VAR and just football in general seems to be trying to rule out as many goals as they them. possibly can. Yeah. Uh, so it would be a positive for the game, but it's not going to solve the problem of yeah of the what's line a goal. Drawing. Like I've I've said to I'm sure I've said it on here. I'm sure I've said it on various uh, things, and I've said it to friends certainly that they have at the moment it's taken out of the hands of the on-field referees and it's taken out of the hands of the players. That yeah. it has to be like cricket. It has to be exactly the same as cricket for me anyway. That. The on-field umpires or referees make a decision, and unless there is overwhelming evidence to to, to say that it was wrong, yeah. then it should be it should stay with the on-field uh, decision. It should also be left up to the players or the managers to say we think there was something wrong with that move. We'll have a look. We'll reuse our one review. I think that did you say they have something similar in American football where they throw something onto the pitch? Yeah, yeah, or something? yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have like a handkerchief and they have to flow it, throw this yeah. in the air. Um, you saw it obviously being used. I think it was used in the Super Bowl. Um, so right. yeah, it'd be it would be quite funny. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a. It the resources are there for referees. They're not being used properly. They're not good enough. The referees. There's some of the terrible. Not even just decisions, but the management of games and letting players get away with all sorts of stuff, and then the way that they're allowed to speak to the referees—it's just down to their being rubbish. There's been lots of talk about trying to get ex-players into once they've retired to get into referee. I don't know who would, what player would want to be a referee, having you know knowledge of how they get treated by the players. They would have that sort of knowledge of the game, but then. There's so many players who've played for so many different clubs that you you got to have you're not allowed to referee anybody you've previously yeah, yeah, played yeah. for or anything. So it's gonna it's, it'll be very difficult to do things like that. But you know, especially know, if you've got a, journey, a journeyman going, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. gonna be a referee now. Wasn't Paul Pesky Salido? <laughs> you wouldn't be, you'd never be able to manage uh, referee every uh, every week. But uh, it needs it needs to change, and I think better quality of referees. But that doesn't happen overnight, and people don't want to become referees because. They get abused by thirty to forty thousand yeah. people on average every single weekend. So why on earth anybody would, would want to do it, unless your name's uh, Sospan Alin? But <laughs> 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 well, that's a that's a different sport, Tom. Different sport, different sport. Yeah. Um, well, we'll stick with football, Tom. Purely so then we've got it all out of the way. Um, I will probably still have more to talk about after anyway. But last week, um, I set you a challenge, and it, it's going to be um, the probably the the poll for this month mm-hmm. i think it's now we're having a monthly poll rather than a weekly poll 
um, where we've got, the, similar to the NBA, where we have the East versus West All-Star game, we have got a All-Star game for mm. the Premier League, but we've split it North and South. Now, uh, I'll, I can't remember, I've, got, I've wrote down the South teams and everyone who isn't listed, because I did the South teams, that's the easiest way. Everyone in the South would be, these are the teams we've classed to be in the South. So you've got Arsenal, Brighton, Chelsea, Palace, Fulham, Southampton, Spurs, West Ham, and then of the two Midlands teams, we allocated Villa and West Brom because they are the most southern of the Midlands teams uh, to the south. And then Wolves and Leicester, with Wolves and Leicester, Tom, I think, were the yeah. other two. They were allocated to the north. Tom, can you remember? Do you want to list off the north teams? So uh, from looking at my team, we've got Newcastle, Sheffield United, Liverpool, Manchester City, Leeds, Man United, uh, Leicester, Burnley, Wolves and Everton. Cool. And I hope I don't think we've forgotten anyone there. But basically the, the, the stipulations where you had to pick at least one player from each of those teams mm. that would make up 10 players. And then you could have an additional player um from any of those 10 teams to make the 11th man and then we're gonna we're gonna reveal our squads uh or our starting 11s and then you guys can vote the 20 people listening or all of tom's twitter followers mm. can vote to see who would win can i suggest a way of doing this that might be entertaining yeah we reveal each position at, at a time so i'll yeah. give my goalkeeper then you can give yours yeah and we'll build our teams. So in my goal, I've gone no, for... Tom, sorry, Tom. Are you, should we just say that we're both playing 4-3-3? Is that what Yeah, Yeah. I, but mine's sort of a 4-3-3, but yeah, go on. So I've gone for a pretty weak goalkeeper because I thought if I had a really strong defensive midfield, I wouldn't need a very good goalkeeper. But I've gone for what I think is probably the best goalkeeper out of the remaining teams. Uh, so I've gone for Dubravka from Newcastle, who I know... He's not the best, but he's uh, he's had his he's had his good games. I think he's. he's had I, a I was going to say, Tom. I don't know whether he's actually isn't Darlow the keeper now at Newcastle. Carl Darlow. I'm, I'm sure they, that they've. I know they're fighting it out, and I'm sure that Darlow's been the number one now. At you're going for the Newcastle goalkeeper, is what you're saying? Um, <laughs> well, I'm going for Dubravka. I, I remember like if I could, I if it, the best keeper out of the. T- who's not in the top few teams, although they are in the top four at the minute, would be Fabianski. I think he's an amazing goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apart yeah. from Patricio, obviously, who's currently 12th in the Premier League. But <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking now to see. I'm sure... I'm just looking at to see who's played the more games. But I know that one of them played it. against Wolves recently and hadn't played for some time, so maybe it was... Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Darlow's played 25 games and I'm trying to get the stats up now for Dubravka. But going off of that, if Darlow's played... He's played zero. He's, he's played Dubravka. But I know he's been injured. Yeah, Dubravka's played two, Tom. So you, yeah. you pick the keeper well, who's played two games. Yeah, I like Dubravka. Uh, no, that's you're fine. Um, so I went, I went for a similar fashion, Tom. Um, I was went for one of the lesser teams... Uh, as my goalkeeper, because um, I'm, I'll be honest with you, Tom, I'm not going to um, play out from the back. So I've mm. gone for uh, Sam Johnston okay. from West Brom, West Brom, Albion. Yeah, I, I had to pick someone, Tom, from that team. Um, 
and there was it was slim pickings, especially because they are so low down. But well, um, Pereira is somebody that uh, yeah. Bulls fans have spoken about as possibly trying to nick him when and there was there's um a couple of former Chelsea players there as well, or Loney Conor mm-hmm. Gallagher's there. So I went nearly went down that route, but he's I think. He's made a lot of saves. That was like <laughs> he, he made out of all the goalkeepers that I could that I up the teams that I was looking for. He'd made the most saves, so I was like, mm. right, I'll pick him um, purely on that basis. And then it allowed me to pick other players. So my my aim, Tom, um, is probably going to be to try and score as many goals as possible. Um, just going yeah. on because you've said you've got a strong defence. Well, I've got strong... I haven't got a, I haven't got a very strong defence. I've got a strong you know center back pairing yeah then it... my my center back pairing well they've done all right this season but um should i go on to my center backs next so yeah. i've gone for declan rice now i know he the center back as a center back he, he can play center back so i've, I've shoved him in a center back and arada arada from fulham i don't know Who? how you pronounce it <laughs> But he's apparently, uh, you know, I was looking at players from Fulham who done again to avoid picking a Chelsea player. Um, he's done really well apparently, so I was like, right, he could go in at centre back. So that's another well, Billy. Another so far, team. my team is going to absolutely tear your team apart. You've got two of the bottom three represented in your, you know, goalkeeper and centre back, and then Declan yeah. Rice, who's a midfielder, <laughs> playing at centre back. So but yeah. You're, it, it, you're... Tom, you're forgetting. I have, I have a secret weapon. I have a secret weapon in midfield. That's that's what it is. I might be playing. I might. I could even play three at the back. Declan Rice can push forward. Oh wow! Well, my centre back pairing, I think, wins it. Win or wins this round anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. So we've got Virgil Van Dijk and Ruben Diaz. Uh, one from Liverpool. One from City. Um, yeah. I think, in fairness, Tom, when we when you look at the teams that you've yeah. got to choose from, yours are a lot higher up. This other than you know a couple. Like you say, you've got the the cream of the crop to pick from. Yeah, as well. but again, I mean, if you look at Virgil Van Dijk's statistics from this season, they're not going to be good. They're not going to be very good. Yeah, I, I did forget to tell you it had to be on uh, this season's performance alone. Oh, okay. So uh, if Van Dijk is then disqualified, uh, so that means you're down to ten men straight <laughs> that away. Means so I'll have to play me. Jordan Henderson at centre back. <laughs> as a centre back, yeah. Um, do you want to go on to your fullbacks now, Tom? So my fullbacks, I've, again, because the core of the team is so good, I've been able to think maybe focus less on these positions. So I've got Ender Stevens from uh, Sheffield United at left back, and then uh, Luke Ayling from Leeds at right back. Because well, you've got to have somebody with a man bun in your team. Uh, in fact, yeah. we've got two with Virgil and Luke Ayling. Yeah. So uh, that right-hand side of the back four is man-bunned up. Uh, yeah. And then you've got the, you know, Diaz and Ender Stevens with very sensible haircuts on the other side. Cool. Uh, I've gone for Lamperty from Brighton. I know he's currently injured at the minute, but he's done very well when he has played, especially... Was it, He's an he... ex-Chelsea player, isn't he? Yeah, so he went... For, he, we, we, I say we sold him. He went... Um, I think we did sell him in January... Uh, there was like a compensation fee, I think, mm. or something like that. Um, but he's done done really well. He, he was a right back, and in fairness to him, he looks really promising. He's been linked with quite a few bigger clubs as well since moving. And Reese James was always going to be, I think, Chelsea's like nailed on right back for the future. And we've got Aspilicueta then 
wait, you know, as of the backup, you know, at the minute, not at the, as the backup, but mm. it was one of those things that we just had to see him go. And then Tierney from Arsenal as my left right. back. Um, again, it was a case of with Arsenal, I think there's not been many shining lights. Uh, well, recently mm. they've, they've picked up form, but I think from what I've heard, from and I had to pick an Arsenal player again, being a Chelsea fan did hurt. Uh, you know, I was thinking William again, another ex Chelsea player, but uh, mm. he's not done very well. But yeah, or David Luiz, that was the thing, Tom. I could have picked David Luiz as centre back instead of the Fulham centre back and then had a Fulham right back. Yeah. But I went, I think you'll argue that no matter who I've got, <laughs> a centre back will be better than David Luiz. Um, so yeah, they're my two full backs. Um, again, like I think so far, you, I think. I probably edge the fullback position, Tom. Um, uh, well, I, don't know. I think Lamperty and Ailing are pretty on a par, but I'd probably say that Tierney's better than Ender yeah. Stevens. Yeah, that's that was my that's my thought process. It was the, okay. the right back. So my I think my centre my centre midfield now. My, well, I've got two. I'm going to say I've got two centre midfields. I'm probably going to have to push one of the other players further forward. Mm. Um, so I've got James Ward-Prowse from Southampton. Okay. And then I've got the player who's going to save my defence in N'Golo Kante right, um, okay. to Fair help enough. to help cover the defence, which is why I was like, right, I've got Kante, so it's fine. I can pick any yeah. defenders I want because I've got My favourite to... <laughs> ever quote from anybody was, uh, I think it might have been Craig Shakespeare or Ranieri t- talking about that um title winning team and they said yeah we played three midfield we played uh drink water in the middle and then Kante both sides (laughs) (laughs) drink water have um have you been listening to Peter Crouch's podcast no I've not they've um they were talking about about Kante on there and apparently he was seen riding a a scooter to and from I think it was when he was at Leicester to and or might have even been in France sorry to and riding to and from the uh training ground on a scooter Mm. Um, which I thought was quite funny. I, I'm not sure if it was a like a moped scooter. I hope it was a little, you know, one of those push ones. So you could, and he <laughs> used one leg on the way there and then the other leg yeah. on the way back just to get that extra training and stuff. But anyway, Tom, do you want to go through your, because you've got three centre midfielders, have you? So I've got three centre midfielders and again, you know, the engine room in my team is ridiculous. So this is where I've used my doubler. Uh, so I've got Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. From Manchester United, James Madison from Leicester, okay. and then my doubler, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, so you doubled up with uh, who's your who's your other City player? Uh, you know, Diaz, Ruben Diaz. Yeah, oh Ruben Diaz. Yeah, yeah, you and Diaz. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't I can't argue with that, Tom. I think your midfield, your midfield, even though I have got Ingolo Kante, that three. Yours, yeah. well, yours is very hard working at the moment, and, and you've got the free kicks of James Ward Prowse. But I've got penalty maestro Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, James Madison. I think he's coming into. I think he's starting to mature into the player that everybody yeah. hoped that he was going to be. He's had a pretty quiet couple of seasons, but he's now coming into really good form. And then De Bruyne. Yeah. Shame that Chelsea let him go, isn't it? Really, but never mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Um, I'm sure you might. Well, no, you've already used your Liverpool pick, so I was going to say you might have had another one of uh, one of the Czech players that Chelsea let go. So mm. um, I don't, I, so I, I, don't got, I don't rate him very highly. So no, I, I I don't either. But there we are. But do you want to? So you've got three players left. I've got four players left. Do you want to go do your two wide men? Well, give give me your. So what's your 
extra so my, midfielder. So I've got you're... I've got three. So I'm playing like a, I'm playing a four two three one in essence. Oh, okay. Um, so let's go. So to, that's why I'm saying if you do then. if you do for your wide players, and then I'll give you my three players behind the striker then. So the la- last minute substitution for me, uh, because I realised the mistake I'd made, uh, <laughs> I did have uh, to- James Tarkowski as a centre back, but um, yeah, so I th- I've I've managed to shoehorn Dwight McNeil into the team, who I believe yeah. is a left winger. Is that right? Uh, I'll take your word on that, Tom. Yeah. So I've, I think I've actually picked two left wingers. So I've got Dwight McNeil on the left, and then also on the left, I've got Pedro Neto from okay. Wolves. Best Wolves player at the moment. Um, yeah, so who have you got out wide, Billy? So my 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 three are um, Zaha, Grealish, and oh, Son. Okay. okay, I like Son. Yeah, so I, I thought I needed, a, again, I wanted to grab creativity. And uh, my striker is renowned for their penalty taking, I think. Uh, maybe not as well as Fernandez, but at least I'm going to win a, quite a lot of penalties with Grealish and Zaha. Yeah, that's uh, true. Falling to the floor, um, yeah. and I'm going And I need again. James Ward-Prowse needs. I need to win free kicks in order to make use of him. So again, that's why I chose yeah, okay. those Very players. Clever. <laughs> Very clever. Very clever um, indeed. Striker Tom, should I give you mine? I think you could probably. Well, can you guess then? From so this is where I've doubled up. So this is the. So I've picked a player now from every club so you can oh have you okay yeah so well my first thought would have been uh i think if i had been doing it i probably would have put kane as the as the striker and you may still do that uh i'm just trying to think on tottenham tom you mad i know well that's the thing but then i don't know chelsea striker doesn't score does he so unless you've gone for Giroud. yeah and as, as i said he's renowned for scoring penalties Alan Shearer. I try. I can't think of somebody who's renowned for taking penalties at the minute. Uh, well, Tom, I've gone for Harry Kane. So, oh, um, you have? Yeah, I have. I've I've committed cardinal sin. I've picked two Tottenham players yeah. in my. It was hard. It was when I was looking through, and I was like, Chelsea at the minute, even though they are, you know, they found some good form. The only player I would put, you know, there was Reese James or Asper Equator playing right back, mm. um, or Mason Mount. But who has been one of the shining lights of the season for us as a second player? But then I was like, well, Son, you can't, you could argue Son and Kane are probably the one of the best duos at the minute, you would say, in the league. Yeah. Um, in terms of assistant goal, I know Bale now came in at the weekend and spoiled that party. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are, I, I had I had to put them both in and it, it did pay me, but yeah, they're, they're both in my squad. Uh, go on then, Tom. Who have you got up front? I'm trying to work out so, who you've got left. Yeah, go on. Try and work it out. It's not like you. I've told you I've doubled up already, so uh, it's I'm not that. So you've already got Madison, so it's not going to be Vardy. You've already used Liverpool. You've already used Man United. Oh, is it Calvert-Lewin? It is Calvert-Lewin, yeah. I was going to say, the, that's it. I'm trying to work, looking at the team that I've got written down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, again, I think, again, similar to Madison, he's starting to become... Um, you know the player that people hoped that he would, and yeah. uh, he's—I don't know how many goals he scored this season, but he's certainly having the best season of his career, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I'll put those on Twitter. Then I'm just writing them down so I can take a picture of them and upload yeah. that, and you can uh, vote if you wish. 
Yeah. Who would win? And I think Tom. I think we should. Okay, it was hard. I think it would have been harder for you to argue your case to having two Wolves players in uh, oh, yeah. in your team. <laughs> but uh, but I, I you know for me to have not put two Chelsea players in, I think that's that's quite subduing because it would have been a lot easier for me to do so mm. if I hadn't put Kane and Son in. You know, other than Kane and Son, top that, that there was no other double up I could think of putting in. Um, in regards to that and stuff, so. Well, so, yeah, but I think may- but off- do you know what? maybe it could have been uh, Grealish and what's his face? Uh, oh, Martinez from the goalie. Yes, or that would have been better than Sam Johnston. But then you would have had to pick <laughs> pick another Albion player somewhere. Yeah, that that was the, that was my issue was picking an Albion player and slotting them in somewhere. You know, it would have been I would have lost Son, and then it would be losing Son or Kane for that. That was what swayed it for me. But we can talk about off air because I, um, I just wanted to put giving you my dad's team. Yeah, go on then. Um, because run us through I, it quickly. Um, I think you'll quite find it quite hilarious. So he has got Tom. He's got Harry Kane in as well. Okay. He's also got then. So he's got Harry Kane up front. He's also got Mendy in goal from Chelsea. Lamperty at right back. So same right back as me. Cahill, Declan Rice. Bertrand as his back four. So all ex-Chelsea pretty much apart from Declan yeah. Rice. And then he's got Romu, Barkley. Ex-Chelsea. Ex-Chelsea. Conor Gallagher. Chelsea. On loan from Chelsea. Yeah. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Ex-Chelsea. And Willian. That, that's his, that was his <laughs> That was his submission. So out of the whole 11, he's only got one player who hasn't played for Chelsea. And when yeah. we were looking up, looking through it, Tom, the... There's only one team in the whole of the Premier League that hasn't got a connection to Chelsea. Is that Wolves? It is. Yeah, we because have you had many Portuguese? Uh, <laughs> no, <players? laughs> because the only because I think Leicester don't have any players, but they've got Brendan Rodgers, right? The next Chelsea coach, you know, who's the youth coach, and then Everton are the same as well, and they've got um, Ancelotti there. And then there was one, and then it was, yeah. So it was only, um, and then Tottenham have got Mourinho. So other than that, Wolves are the only team that haven't got some link to a former Chelsea player or um, manager, which I thought was... Well, I'm sure there might be a player whose uh, wife has had an encounter with John Terry. I mean, that, that the fact that they're Portuguese, you might be okay, Tom. But, um, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> um, the only likely tentative link is... Uh, Nuno was part of the Porto winning squad, wasn't he? That Mourinho managed. But yes. then you're going, then you're going. You know, he was his second brother, half removed, and things like that. But hey, exactly, ho. very good. Um, I enjoyed doing that, although I forgot about it until just now. So just now, uh, as as you do, Tom, as you do. There we are. Um, Which is why I had want... Dubravka in goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I had I had done a team, but I'll tell you that off air because I think I've made a mistake as well. I've just realised I've put I've doubled up, but I can mm. easily I can easily fix it. Uh, but I'll tell you off air. So, um, but yeah, shall we? Um, shall we finish, Tom, with your favourite feature? Go on then, Billy. Okay, so it's believe it or not, Tom. For those all those listeners who aren't aware of Tom's favourite feature. Okay, so uh, the first story, the first headline is: family claims that 15-year-old son was turned gay after 5G tower was installed next to their home. Okay, good. Shoe Zone announces Terry Boot as their next finance boss, replacing Peter Foot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And 
surgeon turns up for court hearing whilst in the middle of operating. Okay, right. Now I know how you do this <laughs> game, though, now. Um, I reckon I can just have a very quick stab and say that that last one is fake. Okay. I might even do that, Billy. I might just say, do you know what? Last one is fake. Because that seems... To, I'm trying to think now, what would come out of a random... Randomizer. <laughs> Random and generator. It would be, so there's a court case, there's a surgeon. <laughs> but then the shoe zone one is so ridiculous that surely that's made up as well. So Terry Boot has taken over Peter Foote as what? Financial? Finance boss. Boss. Uh, yeah. Okay. I will ask you some questions though, but I'm, I'm going to stick with my surgeon turning okay. to court in the midst of doing surgery. <laughs> um, so the first one is well, the 15-year-old turning gay. So obviously, because of 5G, this was a, a, this has been a huge story throughout the pandemic that 5G yeah. causes uh, coronavirus, but now all of a sudden, also homosexuality, which is interesting. Yes. So uh, what was their reasoning behind it? Uh, so it was the Maguire, I think it's the Maguire family, Muck Guy family, maybe. Um Say that their son has started listening to quote unquote queer music. <laughs> okay, so Tom, Tom, you can you can as the resident music expert, David Bowie, not gay, Prince, and the uh, Backstreet Boys. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Bowie was pretty. I think he was bisexual, maybe Bowie. Yeah. In the end, but he was quite straight. Prince, I think, was was definitely bisexual. Backstreet Boys, I think, were probably all straight, but they made music for girls. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Also, we've had um, so we've had a tweet in that says that the North team would win, so my team, and we've had three votes so far, 100% for the uh, North team. I mean, Tom, I, I fully anticipated the North team to win purely because of the teams that you got to pick from. But, okay. uh, We've now on. had four votes, and it's still the North team. Don't worry, Tom. Hang on, I'm just going to go on to. Uh, I'm just going to check something on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so is what is purely down to just the music that? Um, uh, yeah, they were to. saying that in the so few what's weeks. The 5G uh, connection then. Following the so that he's been able to listen to them right. as a result of the 5G being. So they're not blaming uh, the, the the 5G. So the, the quote is. I thought that people who believe 5G conspiracies were idiots until I started reading on the internet about Bill <laughs> Gates and his agenda to depopulate the world by making every homosexual through vaccines and 5G technology. And suddenly okay. it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very interesting. Nice. Okay. Uh, so where where did this um, story take place? I mean, Tom, you can probably guess. Was it in the US of A? Uh, correct in Utah. Ah, very good. Have they not had internet previously in uh, Utah? I mean, I think in um, in the states as well. I know when I've gone over there, like their their phone contracts are a lot different to ours. Where I think that they've got unlimited unlimited data and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, especially they're a lot more rural, aren't they? So you can imagine that the Wi-Fi broadband or whatever they have to, mm. isn't as strong or something like that. Um, but if he wants to, you know, listen to if his parents have blocked these various websites where he can listen to this music, um, you know, it, that might be that might be what they've decided. But yeah, um, that's what okay. that's what they've said. I can't offer much more advice than that. Tom. What's what's the boy's name, Billy? Do we know? Uh, I think they've withheld it. 
Yeah, I'm guessing his surname 15. is Maguire. Um, mm. Yeah, because he's only Harry. 15, I would guess. Yeah, Harry Maguire, potentially. He's got a five head. Um, <laughs> okay, and then the shoe zone one then. So Terry Boot. Why was Terry Boot uh, given <laughs> the boot? <laughs> no, Terry, or did he Terry, just retire? No, Terry Boot is the incoming. Oh, he's the new one. He's the new one. Oh, he's, he's replacing Mr. Foot. He's booted out Foot. Yeah, there was... Uh, he unexpectedly walked away from uh, the business last month. Uh, no only after only seven months in the role. Um, yeah, yeah. You, there, there might this? be something. There might be something fishy afoot. I don't know, but. Uh... <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the appointment comes during the challenging time, as you can imagine, mm. and things like that. They've got twelve million pound in debt, um, and there's four hundred thirty stores, which are probably going to have to close. Well, a lot of them. There's one in Cardigan, Tom. So obviously they've there got is, posters. Yeah. It's one of the uh, main attractions. One of the main attractions. So they've obviously they've got a photo of Mr. Boots up now, <laughs> um, to welcome him in. Um, but yeah, there's not much. There's not much to say, Tom, about this. Unfortunately, um, it was not like they sacked him. He just decided to walk away from the job. Um, I can tell you that um, Mr. Boot used to work for a Master Jewelers, the company of Master Jewelers, mm. um, and worked at Brantano and Jones the Bootmaker. So he's got history at working for mm. footwear stores. Cobblers. Cobblers, yeah. Uh, I didn't know no, when you would call them cobblers. So, uh, so yeah. That was one of my favourite ever jokes on Soccer AM when they used to say Northampton, they used to say, whenever they used to say Northampton Town, somebody would say cobblers, and they said, no, it's true. <laughs> very, very funny. Um, so, the final story, which I believe to be the made-up story, then why was this surgeon so rushed off his feet that he had to go to court in the middle of a surgery? So it was because he had a traffic violation. Uh, okay, but that, that doesn't te- doesn't technically answer my question. Why couldn't he have wrapped up his? Uh, surgery and then gone to uh, he uh he was reluctant to do so and told them that he could more is more than capable of carrying out the uh, well carrying out the surgery and appearing court at the same time okay at the same time oh is this on zoom or something this is on zoom tom they've done right. this on zoom now it's becoming a little bit more believable <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so did he have um? Did he have a filter on his face that made him look like a cat? <laughs> no, he didn't have a filter on his face which made him look like a cat. That was a uh, different story, Tom. Mm. Uh, I nearly did use that as one, but I thought he's definitely heard this one before. Yeah. So yeah, so basically, in the middle of surgery, he was supposed to attend um his uh, court hearing. Mm. But it was over Zoom, so he was having to appear on it over Zoom. He didn't have to go to court anyway. So, right, oh god. And as you can imagine, I'm sure you're aware, Tom. There's there's uh, quite a need for people to be in hospitals at the moment. So he mm. went to work and did the uh, the uh, court hearing whilst in surgery. Okay, so it seems like quite a you know minor court appearance. So it just sounded yeah. like something that could happen. But what was the surgery that was going ahead? Uh, I'm just trying to. Uh, to find it doesn't actually say okay. uh it just that he appeared in uh surgical scrubs mask gown uh, hat 
or whatever they call it. Um, You know, not a trilby hat or anything like that, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm just looking to see if... No, it doesn't say anything about the surgery, but that might be to do with um, patient confidentiality. You know, I'm just thinking if... they Because they know who the surgeon is, they can look at the time and they can... Hang on a minute. (laughs) Hang on a minute. I'm going to sue you now for... So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Where did it take place? Yes, Tom. Was it the United States of America? It was, Tom. It was in California. So as you can imagine, they are a lot more laid back there. California. Um, Yeah. So. Okay. Um, And what was the doctor's name? uh, Dr. Green. Nice. So there might have been a green screen behind him. (laughs) Dr. Green in the parlor with a surgeon's knife. (laughs) Okay. uh, Right. I'm going to stick with my gut. Just because I think you could have seen that headline and I think you could have zhuzhed it up a little bit. Yeah. So that's 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 what I'm going to go for. Okay. So well done, Tom. Uh, you were correct with the shoe zone. Mr. Yes. Foot has left. Mr. Peter Foot has been replaced by Terry Boot. Well, I'm a big um, fan of shoe zone, as you'll know. So Yeah. So that's that. You'll be good to know. But unfortunately, Tom, I've gazumped you once again. No. Dear. The plastic surgeon did turn up uh, for his <laughs> Zoom call, court hearing whilst in the middle of an operating on a patient. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. The, the thing is, Tom, the article doesn't... He was... It, it makes out that he was operating on the patient, but there's no evidence of him. You know, he's in the gown and things like that and in the operating theatre. Mm. Um, they ask him, I, you know, you, it looks like you're in an operating room and the he was in the middle of surgery, but urgent to proceed. But it doesn't say what surgery or anything like that. So he could have been doing an ingrowing toenail or something like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But um, but there we yeah. are, Tom. I've, Very good. Well done, Billy. Um, I, I'm not sure whose turn it is to recommend uh, this week, Tom. But I've got, you got anything you... to recommend. I have. I've got Go a um, I've got a YouTube channel, Tom. To mm-hmm. Not to try and steal people away from your uh, subscribe from watching your YouTube channel, which is the old Golden Black. Um, go and listen if you're a Wolves fan. Um, nice. But it's it's Fact Fiend with Carl Smallwood, Tom. Mm. That is the okay. name of the channel. It is Fact Fiend with Carl Smallwood. That's the name okay. of the channel. And, and basically, they're like 15-minute clips of this guy talking about random things. He, at the minute, he, I think over lockdown, they've obviously been quite sick. But it's, there's things like... Um, the ingenious way Fry's voice actor made sure that nobody could replace him. Do you know why that was, Tom? Oh, Fry from Futurama. Fry from Futurama, yeah. He did a voice that nobody else can do. Correct. But do you know what voice it was? It was very, very special voice. Uh, oh, uh, so it's an impression of somebody, is it? It was actually his own voice. So he no used way. his own voice. He's also the-, the Eminem voice on... Uh, you know the advert when he goes, "Oh, yeah. that, now the biting makes sense." That's it's quite. He's up. he's quite a famous actor, uh, voice actor. Um, he also in Futurama does um, Fry the Professor, which obviously is you know they're related. Yeah, Zoyberg. So that shows you the shows you the thing, and he also does Zach Brannigan. So oh, he does, does he? quite. But it, he used his voice because apparently it's it's harder to if they replaced him, it's harder to mimic a, an actual person's voice yeah. than it 
than it is a voice that's but you know you can train your voice to do so that's how he decided right no one's going to nick this job but there's other things like that you know there's loads of mm. um they talk about the kids show more factually accurate than the history channel do you know which show that is tom that would be um horrible histories correct horrible so there's histories loads of different excellent program the one that I think you would enjoy is the simplest scene in Hot Fuzz that was the hardest one to film. Uh, was it when they eat a cornetto and he pretends to get brain freeze? Uh, it's actually, Tom, I, you might not even remember it, but they watch um, a scene from Bad Boys Bad 2. Bad Boys 2. And from... You ain't seen Bad Boys 2. And there's another one. I can't remember. It's not Top Gun. Breaking Point. Right. Um, and what they had to do is, they, because they were showing people an actual film, they had to get the permission from everyone in that scene. Ugh. So they would have to go... So, for example, they had to get Will Smith, Martin, yeah. and then they had to get Keanu Reeves. They had to get Keanu Reeves' stunt double. Um, <laughs> Because it wasn't him, or not Keanu Reeves' stunt double, but whoever's yeah, the stunt double, and all the, so they had to get all of these different people. But there's also a scene later on where they show a DVD rack with those films on and various other films, and they had to get permission for all of those films oh to be shown in. And one of the films that was shown in there was Shaun of the Dead, so they had to ring up. <laughs> Shaun, they had Simon. Uh, is it Simon Pegg? Yeah. Yeah. They had to ring up Simon Pegg, who was obviously in the film, and say, can we use your likeness in this film? And he's like, well, yeah, of course. So, this yeah, there's loads, there's, loads of, there's loads of things like that, Tom. So give it a, give it a watch. There's a few things on there that you probably will find Very interesting. interesting. Um, Very so, yeah. good. There we are. Cool. I don't think I've got anything to recommend this week. Uh, Electricity is good. We've yeah. learned that. Um, well, what else? Nothing. Masks, masks, they're good as well, Tom. Oh, <laughs> they're very, they are good. Yeah, they're great. The vaccine's great. It's all good. But as soon as we can stop wearing masks in the class classroom nonstop, <laughs> oh my god, it's painful. Do you know what's the worst bit? It's not the breathing. It's not having a mask on my it's face. Not it's, <laughs> no, it's the it's the back of my ears. It's the back uh, of my ears, the elastic on the, on the back see, of my Tom, ears. What you need you is you need to get some ears which point out like this. And then no, I don't know. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether to. I've got a snood. Can you see that? I'm holding up to yeah, the camera yeah. that's full of little pictures of cats. I think upside, I upside down cats. Down. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So oh, there's there lots of little cats on there. So I might just try to start wearing this. But yeah. There we are. Uh, but the kids have been very good. They've, I haven't had to, you know convince anybody or have any arguments about putting masks on they sort of they understand their duty and getting tested as well they were really good some kids as well some of the uh when they were coming out with their eyes water and they would go yeah oh! <laughs> so, do you enjoy that some of them went yeah and then, <laughs> but they weren't really th <laughs> they weren't really thinking <laughs> oh, yeah i did yeah really no oh, no <laughs> and then oh, yeah. there were other kids who were like no and they're gonna have to do it again on uh, yeah. Monday, I think it is. Well, I've done three. Oh no, I've done four now. I did one yeah. again yesterday. I start now this week, this weekend. So I'm gonna have to have one done as well. So, yeah. but there we they're are, not, Tom. They're not too bad. But yeah, so there if you are. if you are listening and you can have a test and you can wear a mask no. and you can have and a you vaccine, can have a vaccine, then do it. My dad's had his vaccine yesterday. Oh. A sticker for doing it. Ah, oh, gold yeah. star. 
Uh, no, it was in a gold star. It was just a oh. well done. Yeah, well Big done. Well done, boy. sticker. Brave boy. There we are. On that note, Tom. On that bombshell. There we are. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll all see you again next time. You look after yourselves and each other. Do you know who used to end their programme like that? Uh, Alan Partridge. Jeremy Springer. Oh, yeah. No, Jerry Springer, not Jeremy Springer. Blow my neck. <laughs> On that bombshell. Bye. Bye. <laughs>